How are some people able to leave a soul-sucking job and create a life of freedom, in control of their time, finances, and life, while others are tired and depleted, struggling to balance career, family, and personal time while they're chained to their cubicle at a soul-sucking job? The only difference between those who are passionate and alive and those who are bored and unfulfilled is one thing purpose. And this Sunday, May 20th, I want to help you discover yours in a complimentary online training called How to Discover Your Life's Purpose and Make It Your Paycheck. In this game-changing training, we'll discuss what purpose is, what purpose definitely is not, and how you can find yours. We'll talk about why your mind-numbing 9-to-5 job that once provided so much security is no longer a sure thing and why now is the best time ever to bring your purpose to life. We'll also discuss how to find the motivation each day to show up and Stay consistently aligned with your goals, plus much, much more. You can register for this free training on Sunday, May 20th by going to the show notes and clicking the link, or you can register right now at my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. And now, episode 27, How to Hack Your Nervous System and Dissolve Hidden Trauma with functional life coach and best-selling author, Mastin Kip. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. In May of 2017, I found myself at a personal and professional crossroads in my life. After a year and a half of entrepreneurship, I was making progress, but not to the level that I wanted. I was struggling financially, I was struggling emotionally, and I was faced with the decision on whether I was going to give up on my dreams or continue to double down on my purpose, serve the world in a bigger way, and make the impact I wanted to make. Today's guest is the mentor that I needed to help me close that gap between where I was back then and where I am today. And I can't wait to share this interview with you. Mastin Kip is the founder of Functional Life Coaching and the best-selling author of the book Claim Your Power. You might remember him from episode one. He was actually our first guest on the show. In that episode, we talked more about the idea of purpose, but today Mastin's going to share some breakthroughs that he has found over the past year while doing deeper dives into unresolved emotional trauma. In this episode, we're going to talk about what trauma is and why it could actually be the thing holding you back from the life you want to create. We'll talk about the physical manifestations emotional trauma can have in the body. We'll talk about how listening to your thoughts when you're triggered will lead you to what needs to be addressed. Why compartmentalizing during times of stress is not actually healthy. Why Mastin is changing his terminology about negative emotions and how it's going to help you and I have bigger breakthroughs in our personal growth. Why positive thinking is isn't the end-all be-all to fix your problems. The importance of the mind-body connection and how your gut health is actually related to your mental health. He'll tell us what trauma hacking and functional life coaching are and how it's the foundation to everything you want to create in your life. And we'll discuss the importance of being in an environment that fosters your growth. And I want you to stick around to the end of this episode. Mastin is making this incredible offer for listeners of the Life Amplified podcast where you can attend Mastin's four-day claim 
Claim Your Power Live seminar in Orlando, Florida, July 12th through 15th at a huge discounted rate. I know I'm going to be down there for it. I would love to bring as many of my listeners as I could. We're going to give you all the details on that at the end of the podcast. This is such an important conversation today, my friend. Sit back, relax. We're going to learn how to hack our nervous system with best-selling author and functional life coach, Mastin Kip. Mastin Kip, welcome back to Life Amplified, my friend. Dan, good to be here, man. So stoked to be back on the podcast. Yeah, last time you were here, we did a deep dive into the topic of purpose and why that is really the starting point for any transformation in your life. And I feel like today's conversation is almost the soulmate to that conversation. <laughs> because at some point, there's there's people out there listening who've listened to this podcast obsessively, or they listen to Lewis Howes or any other podcast. They've read all the books. They've read the Claim Your Power book that you released. They have clarity right now on where they want to go in their life. Yet there's something holding them back. They're still stuck. And I think a lot of times it's easy to blame our psychology. We think that there's something wrong with us mentally. And the conversation that you're going to give us today, I think, is going to give people a much deeper understanding of what's going on biologically in the body and why it keeps us stuck. So tell us, what is the biggest thing that keeps people in that cycle of indecision and inaction? It doesn't matter if you're like stuck in a soul-sucking job or if you have a chronic disease uh, or chronic ailment um, or you're just kind of stressed all the time or anxious all the time or you know, kind of got acute or small levels of depression. It doesn't really matter. If you're not focused on looking at the root cause trauma, uh, you're focused on the wrong thing. When people think about the word trauma, they think, okay, so like I'm on the battlefield, I'm seeing blood and guts, or I'm, I'm the victim of some very intense sexual assault or something like that. While that is absolutely traumatizing, I work with people who have been through those scenarios. Trauma is sort of like, I mean, to take it way out of context into something completely different, trauma is like hot sauce. There's like mild and then so hot that like one drop will just like completely just bring you down. And so like just to use the word trauma by itself, people need to understand that there's just different layers or different levels of it. There's different levels of intensity. And also depending on your emotional and physiological resilience, when something traumatizing happens, how you respond to that trauma long-term also has a huge effect on the outcome of your life. And so when someone tries to change their life, you know, there's all these great tools of mindset coaching or, you know, yoga or, you know, affirmations or body work and stuff like that. And all those things are fantastic, but you've got to start to look at the root cause emotional trauma that's holding you back. No different than functional medicine. That's why I created functional coaching because with functional coaching, we take the same approach that functional medicine does, which is instead of just trying to like numb the symptoms, but the underlying cause is still happening, you're still getting, uh, getting sick. Like, let's look at that root cause. What is the root cause that's holding you back in, in functional medicine? That's what they look at. We had that same exact approach in functional coaching, which is what's the root cause trauma that happened to you? And it doesn't have to be extreme. It could be very small or acute that has started to inform the way that you view the world. Do you have healthy attachments or do you have anxious attachments? Do you think that your needs are going to get met or do you feel like your needs are never going to get met? How are you operating on that level? How is your nervous system responding automatically? Because if you have anxious attachment, your nervous system thinks that life's a threat and you're never going to get your needs met, we might have a little bit more of an understanding about why it's hard for you to leave a comfortable job. If you have the belief system and, and, the, and the wiring that all your needs are going to get met no matter what, then we can understand why it might be easier for you to leave a job. And so we have to start to look at if you have anxious attachment, which most of us do, what caused it? And look at that and start to realize that we can start to repair that process. And so a lot of personal development processes and spiritual processes are effective, but they're kind of like if you have a pressure cooker, it's like opening the top. You do a little bit of a meditation, you do a little bit of a mantra, you do a little prayer, a little yoga class, a little green juice, and you kind of let out some pressure 
but you know you close the top and the heat's still on. So when you do your trauma work and you really focus on that root cause trauma, it's really focused on like turning the heat off, which you know naturally leaves the pressure. So if I had to sort of summarize it as briefly as possible, that's what I'd say. Somebody out there is listening to the podcast today, going there. Well, you know, Mastin and Dan, I grew up with great parents. My parents were good to me. I, I don't have trauma in my life. I've got stress. I've got anxiety. But in some way, that's sort of the PG version of just saying that we have trauma, is it not? We have to look at what is trauma. You could have had great parents and still had your arm broken. You could have had great parents and still gotten a paper cut, right? So trauma is just wounding. That's all trauma is. Trauma doesn't have to be physical abuse, so that's absolutely traumatizing. Trauma could be leaving a relationship or having someone leave you. Trauma could be, like for me, I tore my rotator cuff when I was 14 uh, and I couldn't throw the baseball anymore and my dream in life was to be a professional baseball player. That is a significant emotional wound that I had to overcome. Bullying in school, if your parents are fighting, that can be traumatizing. If your parents are separated or go through a divorce, that can be traumatizing. There is wounding. I mean, this is just, life is wounding. So it's not just my parents, it's the environment. And there are things that happen every day in the world that cause emotional wounding. So if you think that you're not traumatized, we've just discovered how well your trauma is hidden from you. Because everybody has levels of trauma and the goal is to figure out what was it? Because if you have stress chronically, if you have anxiety chronically, if you have any chronic disease, there's an underlying root cause trauma directly correlated to that. And so, you know, we call it stress, we call it anxiety, we call it depression, but it's really actually root cause emotional trauma and dysbiosis, which is usually um, inflammation in the body. Those two things, root cause trauma and chronic inflammation, are really what's causing people to have anxiety and depression and stress and chronic disease and illness and not getting what they want and the lack of financial abundance. So the goal is to come back into what's called homeostasis or balance or healing, where I'm working on my root cause trauma, I'm helping my body get reinforced, so I'm experiencing a level of ease and you know a level of neutrality, a level of equanimity most of the time. And it doesn't have to be something that you go to some meditation retreat to do for you know 30 days. There's very concrete processes you can do to get back to that place. That's why I created the term called trauma hacking, which is really how to hack your trauma so that you can really improve your life. And so if you're not experiencing flow state consistently, there's unhealed trauma for you to address. You mentioned earlier the idea of tearing your rotator cuff when you were 14 and it yeah. ended your vision of playing baseball. That did not come up for you, though, until fairly recently that you remember that. That's something new that you've uncovered right yes and no like I mean I've always had a love of baseball and when I was 14 you know like my rotator cuff 15 something like that I was wrestling which is also a very intense sport and my rotator cuff snapped or cuff snapped and I couldn't throw after that and so I was done and I pushed baseball far away I didn't know that at the time but there's different things that people do to cope with trauma that was called dissociation and compartmentalization and so I dissociated from it which is I put it far away and I compartmentalized it I made it put it in this little box and I didn't let it come out and then you know recently a guy named Dylan who works with us who makes everything happen for us and who's the brunt of all of our uh, internal team jokes because he's just so good that we have to bust his butt every <laughs> once in a while. You, and you know, I mean, you yeah, see with Dylan on the team, he's a baseball fan and he was watching the Dodgers and we were spending a lot of time together in uh, Asheville because uh, we had a lot of initiatives to work on. And it was bothering me that he was watching the Dodgers. I was like really like super triggered by it. And, you know, I have enough awareness to know, okay, Mastin, if you're triggered by something, what's up with you? What's going on in there? What part of you is triggered? So I started to realize 
realize, like, well, I'm mad that he's watching baseball. I'm like, why are you mad about baseball? Well, because I wanted to play baseball. And then I had this whole thing kind of come up, and it was very emotional for me because I'd remembered, like, oh, my God, when I was 15, like, I gave up on that dream, and I never really mourned the loss of that dream. What was ironic was I was also doing a lot of myofascial release, which I do consistently, the John Barnes process. And I had my therapist work on my right shoulder, my throwing shoulder. And, like, I had this huge unwinding where I had all this fascia tension there that I did not know that I had. And when it released, I felt like I had a lightsaber going down my right arm. And like all this energy came out. I felt so much blood flow, so much energy, and also had a catharsis, like an emotional release. It was like I let out like all of this, you know, 15 plus years of just like sort of regret, sadness about this issue. And then afterwards, it was amazing. I became a Dodgers fan. Already was a Yankees fan. So now I'm a Dodgers fan primarily. Also, you love the Yankees. And even so much that now I have a new life goal, which is to start playing adult baseball. That was stored in there. Like who knew? And it was stored in the fascia. It was stored emotionally. And it came up through the lens of a, a trigger feeling like angry at Dylan, which is like impossible to be actually. So I had to look at like, what was that? And that was a trigger. So when you're getting triggered, that's when like things are really pushing you. And that's a really sort of basic example, but that, that can happen in lots of different ways. So when you're triggered, there's a trauma to be healed for sure. Really at the end of the day, negative emotions which most people, to go back to a word you used earlier, how many times have you talked to a friend in your life who seems to be going through it and they're like, well, you know, I just got to compartmentalize this. And yep. we look at that as being a positive thing. This is how we're moving on. This is how we're going to move forward. But the more that we repress that, eventually it's gonna come out some other way. It's all based on context, right? What's happening in the moment? If I'm a Marine and I'm on the front lines, I need to learn how to compartmentalize, it's gonna save my life. Long term, it's a not a great strategy to compartmentalize stuff because it's sort of like, like a wound, like you're kind of like, bandaging it but you're like letting it fester like compartmentalization can work for periods of time like if you're running a business and you're scared for cash flow like you need to compartmentalize that and like handle business but like living in that chronically is never a really good idea so we the body and our mind and our psychology and our unconscious has all of these mechanisms for the purpose of like short-term survival but they become long-term coping strategies and it's never a good idea so you got to start to surface this stuff and bring it forward the other thing is and i, I haven't really uh, talked about this publicly yet but I'm actually going to be changing some of the lexicons of the words that I use to describe emotional states. And one of the changes that we're going to be making is removing the terms negative and positive around emotion. And here's why. Negative and positive assumes that one is good and one is bad. What we're going to say instead is pleasant or unpleasant emotions. Ooh. <laughs> right? Ooh. Because just because something's unpleasant doesn't mean it's bad for you. Like going on a meal plan is sometimes unpleasant, but it can be really good for you. So when you have unpleasant emotions, there's absolutely work to do. There's a call for awareness there if it's painful or unpleasant. But I'm removing the label of good or bad or positive or negative because every emotion has a purpose and a reason for being there. And I actually got corrected by a PhD whose work is uh, in letting emotion pass and you know, the fact that that takes 90 seconds to run through the body. And she corrected me, uh, Dr. Joan. That was about a month ago. And I said, you know what, Dr. Joan? You're right. And so we're actually going to be changing all of our lexicon around that. And you're actually the first person I told that to. <laughs> that is huge. And it makes all the sense in the world to me. And it also reinforces for me, there's so many people, particularly early in your personal development path. And I think a lot of my listeners, they found this podcast, they found us through Elvis Duran. Maybe this is the first time that they've consumed this content. Yep. And there is a typical 
terrible mistake, and I was guilty of this too at one point, that somehow you're going to positive think your way to abundance, that I can just sort of positive affirmation the problems away and, and people will get there. And sometimes they'll sit there and they'll repeat, you know, I am worthy. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of all goodness of the universe. But then you have that little inner critic in the back of your mind that you can never seem to silence. And isn't that what we're talking about here? That at the end of the day, positive thinking in and of itself, it's great, but that's just another coping mechanism that we have to go deeper if we really want to experience freedom. For sure. I mean, like, what's the difference between coping and a good habit, right? These uh, quantified self apps, like I love it. I track my sleep, I track my weight, I track my food, I track my glucose, I track my lipid profiles. I take a uh, Adderall XR, which is a prescription medication. When I'm in a weight loss process for a 30 day period, I'll take a benzodiazepam to help me get better quality of sleep for a very short period of time to accelerate weight loss. Like I do these weird things, these weird hacks. But if you don't do your trauma work that's underneath, all that's just high-level coping. Now it's better to cope with say a kundalini yoga class and a green juice than like heroin. So like we've upgraded from heroin to kundalini yoga perhaps, or we've upgraded from abusive relationship to one where we're just ignored. That's an upgrade, but it's not optimal. And so the focus when you're changing your life is you always want to be up leveling and going from toxic to neutral and neutral to optimal. That's kind of how it usually goes. When you start to do your trauma work and you kind of get some neutrality around it, then, you know, the green juice or the yoga becomes a tool for more flexible fascia or it becomes a way to alkalize your body if that's what your body needs or to get fiber, which is all stuff that can fuel you. But it's not going to make you feel better. The green juice, the pill, the yoga, none of it will actually make you better or make you feel better. The trauma work will do that. And once you start to do the trauma work, that stuff starts to fuel it and starts to help you feel it better. But like if you're looking for a green juice to solve your problems, or you're looking for a pill to solve your problems, it's not going to happen. So for somebody who's thinking, you know, this trauma hacking thing is interesting. I'm sort of scared to go shine a flashlight under the bed and see what's yeah. lurking, but I'm open to this. What's the first process for people to start? Because if we're saying that some of our trauma is just so buried that we're not even a associated to it, where do people go to find it? How does your trauma hacking process and in particular functional life coaching help people get down to the core of, of what's holding them back? Totally. It's a great question. And so when you dive into the world of, of trauma, right, you're talking about emotional wounding. That's all it is. Okay. Emotional wounds. We all have it. You know, you have it when there's stress, anxiety, low grade depression, anger issues. You're in a relationship where there's no love and passion. You're not feeling good or in flow state most of the time. If you're not in flow most of the time, you have unpleasant process trauma. And here's the thing. Why do this work? The most successful entrepreneurs that I know, and I work with billionaires, they know that if they do their trauma work, they'll make more money. They know that if they do their trauma work, they'll have better relationships. They know that if they do their trauma work, they can serve a larger purpose. They know that they'll be in better shape. In fact, the whole idea of the corporate or the entrepreneurial athlete is what's really emerging today. And a core piece of that isn't just mindset or access to capital or implementation or team or budgets or marketing or sales. It's also the bedrock of that is, is trauma work. And people who are really on the cutting edge know this. I just did an interview with Dave Asprey. He wrote the forward to claim your power. He's the first person to admit, and he's like, you know, the king of biohacking. He's the first person to admit that like your trauma work is like the most important work you need to do on yourself to be successful financially or in business or in anything in life. So like if you really want high performance, it's not about like pushing harder in the gym. It's not about doing an extra rep. Yes, do those things, but true high performance will only become automatic when you've done your trauma work. Otherwise, it won't be there. And so how do you get started? So let me put this into context, okay? There are many, many, many different tools that somebody could use 
to help alleviate the symptoms of trauma. The functional coaching process is at the center of that though. You really need to have a functional coaching perspective where you can take the steps of the claim your power process, get down to that root cause trauma and see it for what it is and realize it's not scary at all. It's actually very liberating. Most people, when they get down there and they see what happened, feel kind of like they're unconstipated emotionally. <laughs> they feel better. They don't feel worse because you're acknowledging a part of yourself and you don't need to be in therapy for 10 years. You can do it in 20 minutes with the book or the free course that goes with the book. And then around that functional coaching process, there's so many different modalities and, and not there's no like one modality that's right for everybody. But you know, there's EMDR, there's cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, I can't recommend John Barnes malfascial release enough. Our issues are in our tissues, right? And the fascia is like webbed material that touches every cell in our body. And it, it has a communication pattern and web that's faster than the nervous system. It's really our primary nervous system, not the nervous system, which is fascinating. When you get tension, when you get stress, if you have an injury, if someone grabbed you or hurt you, like your fascia is literally stuck, essentially. I mean, my fascia release is a very, there's so many different types that like there's the kind that can hurt you. I don't believe in it. But like the John Barnes process, you know, like really helps you unwind. And you that's what's literally what's called is unwinding because there's a physiological or biological response to the emotions that we feel. And a lot of that is stored in our fascia. And so like I get like one or two treatments a week. Well, because A, I train a lot. I work a lot. I'm very active, but I'm always trying to just like get, get, get the issues out of my tissues. So like, but that's one thing is you've got to have a level of body work in there. Massage is really great. Cupping, acupuncture. There's lots of different levels of body work. And absolutely after like a myofascial release session, like you can let absolutely have emotion come up. And here's the thing. It's not like the Kundalini yoga or the myofascial release made you sad. It actually opened you up to purge that and let it out, which is like awesome. Your body's not holding it anymore. And like, we don't need to be scared of an emotional experience. It just comes, it takes 90 seconds for an emotion to wash through you if the thought isn't triggered again. So all you gotta do is just breathe through it for 90 seconds and think of it like every time you do that, right, for you and anyone listening, it's literally like taking an emotional poo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it's a good thing. Like you don't want to just keep it all in because you get all the systems get clogged up. An emotional release is no different than like, you know, stool, a stool passing through you. It's a very healthy thing for you to have happen. And that's what's so great is because like, you could do all the mindset stuff in the world, but until you have that emotional release, like that's going to be held in the body and then you feel lighter. You mentioned just a second ago, and I think that there's a lot of concepts we're throwing out today that for my listeners, maybe they've never heard before. Number one, that we can store trauma at a cellular level in the body. But you also said, and I know that there's a lot of neuroscience on this, sitting with what you would call an unpleasant emotion, not a negative emotion, sitting with it for 90 seconds and just fully feeling it helps you release that emotion and helps it pass through you. So often, the minute we feel the unpleasant emotion, well, for me, it's usually eating or sugar. For other people, it might be gambling, drinking, drugs. On some level, are we all just like 90 seconds away from having a massive shift in our life if we allowed ourselves to sit with our trauma? The answer is yes and no. On the one hand, it takes 90 seconds from when the thought or the, the, the trigger happens for all of it to pass through you. So if you could stop that triggering, then yes, it's 90 seconds. But it's kind of like an automatic response for a lot of people. It's like, a, it's like it's just an automatic level of just boom, boom, boom 
boom, it just gets triggered over and over and over again. So the work, it's like interrupting a pattern. So it takes time to interrupt all the patterns that have to happen for that initial trigger to happen. And that takes time because what happens is, without getting too, I'll get a little technical, we have these things called neural pathways, which are basically how the body forms a habit. When you are doing something automatically, there's wiring inside you that says, do this automatically. Some of us are automatically wired to just be triggered all the time by something that triggers us. So you have to interrupt that enough you can build a new neural pathway or a new habit where the old habit or the old neural pathway lessens and can atrophy. It never quite goes away, which is why there's relapse, but you can build a new neural pathway. So it takes a little bit of time to interrupt the pattern of being triggered, but the actual trigger itself takes 90 seconds to get through. And when it does, after you've interrupted that pattern, you can go through things a lot more resilience. There are people today who are listening who probably, and, and I was this guy at one point in my life, you know, spent 10 years on and off on the therapist couch and doing traditional talk therapy models. And maybe they've hit a wall with their progress. They still find themselves talking about the same incident, the same story over and over and over. How does functional coaching and trauma hacking differ and how can it lead to different results? And obviously I preface this by saying we're not taking a shit all over therapists. They're very useful. I've gotten a lot of use out of it in the past, but what is the difference in your model here with trauma hacking versus traditional therapy? Functional coaching is a methodology and a, and a process. That's what it is. To identify rapidly the root emotional trauma that is holding you back and to then start to let success and uh, expansion feel safe. It's a fundamental core component of any personal development process. So no matter what you're doing, you could be working with a therapist, you could be working in a 12-step program, you could be working with a different type of life coach, you could be you know, working with a business coach, you could be a religious person. It is agnostic to any of that. It's a process that makes it go better, makes it go deeper. So it's, it's a core component of any personal development or life change. Go to church, but do your functional coaching. Do your business coaching, but do your functional coaching. Now, trauma hacking is sort of a, a term that I use to bring in all the other modalities that exist that could complement that journey, and therapy is one of them. So think of it as like a big buffet. The functional coaching is like the plate. Like everybody needs a plate, so you have to have, to have a foundation. The rest of it is based on preference. So not everyone needs to go to therapy, some people do. Not everybody needs a life coach, some people do. Not everybody wants to do EMDR or cognitive behavioral therapy. You can pick and choose the rest of it based on your preference and what works for you because there's you, know, you need to have a personalized uh, plan for you to do your trauma hacking. But there's just all these different modalities and there was just like confusion in the marketplace. So I said, guys, we're just hacking trauma. That's what we're doing. And it's up to you because like, yes, you can have a functional medicine doctor. Yes, you can have a therapist. Yes, you can have a coach, a yoga teacher. But at the end of the day, you need to take your health and well-being into your hands and say, I'm in charge here and I'm going to do the work because there's no better coach than you to know what's right for you. Now, you need to have a coach help hold you accountable for sure. Absolutely. And at the same time, you want to make sure it works for you. Like one of my trainers who's brilliant, you know, I asked him what type of cardio is the best cardio to do. His answer was whatever cardio you'll do. <laughs> it's the best cardio, right? It's like, no shit. Okay, got it. I'm not going to force someone to do kundalini yoga if they want to do ashtanga yoga. I'm not going to force someone to do EMDR if they want to do neurofeedback. I'm not going to force any of that. But like you've got to be – the functional coaching process is the underbelly of all of it, and it supports any personal development path that you're on. You said something interesting uh, a little while ago. On some level, if we have a vision for what we want in our life and we have a strategy in which to get there, but yet you're not really getting the results, you're feeling stuck, you 
hit on something important that on some level, we believe the things we want are unsafe for us to have. Yes. You and I had a pretty powerful experience of this recently in a hotel lobby in Phoenix. Oh, man. Because I like to give context for this, and I want people to really, you know, take high-level stuff we're talking about if they're new to their path and understand in a very real way how this comes about. But you and I were having a conversation, and and since I've been working with you and I've been very open on the podcast that you've been my mentor over the last year, I've three and a half X'd my business out of a relationship that was no longer serving me. Yes, I'm a better entrepreneur, I'm more successful, but I feel like I'm a better man. But then I kind of hit a plateau, and you and I were talking about my business goals and what the next level looks like for me and why I I haven't closed that gap to get to the next level for my life. And what we came down to in the span of about a, I guess, six minute conversation in Phoenix, (laughs) Arizona in a hotel lobby is that there's been part of me since my business has taken off and since I've changed, it's been harder for me to relate to my family in a lot of ways because I don't value the things that they value for many years, but there was a little part of me that was afraid that if I became too successful in my business, I was going to lose connection with my family. I don't know if you have any other examples for people or just ways that we can really distill this down into a way that that people can understand. If they haven't achieved the results they want, most of the time there's a level of belief. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. This isn't possible for me. This just isn't meant to be is a big one. I know I hear that from clients. You've probably heard it, but underneath it, is just some feeling that it's unsafe for us to have what we want and that's related to trauma. Yeah, gosh, there's so many reasons why people don't want to move forward. At the end of the day, it boils down to because I'll die, (laughs) okay? Like trace any thought about why you can't far enough down and you'll bottom out at because I'll die. The human nervous system is wired for safety. That's what we're wired for, first and foremost. We're also wired for kindness. We're also wired for connection, but we have to be safe before we can be connected. What happens is, is that like you think that of course, and anyone in their conscious mind would say, yes, of course I want a million more dollars or I want to have a soulmate or I want to have the love of my life or I want to lose weight. But the thing is, is that however you're currently operating, serves a purpose of safety. So to change that threatens the safety of your system. Mm. And that's called homeostasis. Everything in your body is, and what's homeostasis? It's a thermostatic setting, not too high, not too low, just right. And so people can find balance or homeostasis in negative toxic relationships, in abusive relationships, in soul-sucking job, because there's always something there that serves, right? Soul-sucking job, you have financial certainty. In a toxic relationship, you have a level of, of connection, even if it's really bad, um, and you also have a convenient excuse to, of why you're not pursuing something. I've had people who have been in toxic relationships uh, emotionally who thought it was an improvement over their previously physically abusive relationship. They're like, oh my God, I'm not in a physically abusive relationship anymore. I'm in an emotionally abusive relationship. This is so much better, which is true, but also not where they should stop. Their brain, this, this specific woman's brain I'm thinking of, told her, you can't get anything better than this. This is as good as it gets. There's no way until there's intervention that she would leave because in her mind, her unconscious is saying, you're not being physically abused. So emotionally abused is what you have to settle for because that's all you'll ever get. It's better than you ever had before. And that's all unconscious. Like it's wiring that we don't know is happening until you start to poke around. And so any situation that somebody's in, they absolutely have wiring that says, keep it this way because it keeps me safe. Like don't. And this is true even for like, for example, you would think this is crazy, but like even like uh, people who are like uh, veterans who come back from war, one of the reasons 
why we have a lot, such a significantly high veteran suicide rate. I mean, ridiculously high. I mean, more yeah. veterans die from suicide than on the battlefield, which is such a tragedy is because especially for a lot of combat veterans the certainty of the camaraderie and the structure of being in the military is in some ways safer than being independent alone on your own home mm. and there's no training to reintegrate that and to help veterans feel safe as a civilian no longer a part of a unit and structure and we spend all this time and all this money and all this effort training you know our soldiers uh, men and women for battle for war to protect us and not a dollar on how to help them reintegrate that's why you're seeing this crazy suicide rate because it's actually on some levels way scarier to be quote free if you will than to be in a unit connected with camaraderie and, and structure and you can go down the line um, this is how stockholm syndrome starts to happen but also it can happen in soul-sucking jobs even people who are entrepreneurial you know what the, you know who the people the laziest people i've ever met in as entrepreneurs Who's it's that? never someone quitting their soul-sucking job it's the coach who starts to make a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars a year and they get chill if that's all they want it's cool but like there's a laziness that comes with finally starting to make money. I see a lot of people get through where they're like, you know what? I'm just going to coast and chill. It's all good. And it's like, no, like you need to always be hungry. And if your goal is to make $200,000 a year as a coach and that's your goal, then go for it. But a lot of times, like sometimes for our high-end programs, those coaches who are making a good amount of money, they won't sign up because they're too lackadaisical in their approach because they're too safe now. They don't want to, oh, you know what? I like it how it is. I don't want to change it and scale it and grow it. I want to keep it the status quo. We see it in business. You can see it with veterans because human beings are wired for survival. So it happens in every situation. So when you become conscious of this, then you can start to say, you know what? I'm going to bust this pattern. I'm going to change my thermostatic setting every day. I'm going to surround myself with supportive soul people. I'm going to put myself into a nurturing environment. I'm going to do my trauma work. I'm going to self-disclose in a safe environment. I'm going to add value to people and I'm always going to up the ante so that every day I'm a little scared. That is a great place to live because you're always growing and you're never quite in homeostasis. People say they want balance, but balance is boring. What they want is certainty that they're not going to die, which is never possible. So all you got to do is just get out there and really start to challenge these limiting beliefs and start to realize you feel safe, but you aren't. In order to upgrade your life, you have to upgrade your beliefs. But the other piece of this is that you can't sustain a new belief unless you're in an environment that supports that. That's right. Why is that? Talk about the importance of creating an environment that supports sure. your new beliefs and your oh, dreams. Oh, it's so, so important. So the functional coaching model was inspired by functional medicine, which is a whole other can of worms. But the purpose of functional medicine is they like to figure out the root cause of whatever is causing like the, the disease symptoms. It's a very sort of almost obvious way to work. So I spent like, well, actually it was two, over a period of two days, I got to hang out with uh, Dr. Jeffrey Bland, who's the father of functional medicine who, who created it. And I showed him the functional coaching model, almost like a, like a proud student would, you know? And he really liked it. And I was showing him the part where we had to form a new belief. And he said, Mastin, this is brilliant, except for you need to add in that you need to find an environment that informs that new belief. And I said, why? And he said, well, there's nature versus nurture. Like you need to nurture that new belief. And if you're in an environment that completely contradicts the beliefs that you're trying to form, the environment will win every time. And on a certain level, we all know this is true. Like why do we take everyone who has a mental illness and put them in a house together and expect them to get healthy? Or why do we take everyone who's breaking the law and put them in a prison together and expect them to be better? Yeah. You know, like it doesn't make any sense actually. Um, and so it's not enough to have a vision board. You need to live in your vision board. Because if you're in an environment, for example, of people who are recovering from addiction, 
and they're all already sober, that's so different than people who are struggling to be sober, if who you're surrounded by. If you want to lose weight and you go hang out with uh, three personal trainers for a month, be very different than if you're hanging out with your free friends who love Starbucks and donut Dunkin' Donuts. Like the environment matters because we think we can do it alone, but we can't because like if you think about a higher power, environment's a higher power. Yeah. It's stronger than you are. It doesn't change. It's ever present. You have to be very mindful that the environment of your life reflects who you want to become. And you also want to look at what does my current environment say about my belief systems, about what my standards are? So for me, I have a sober home, meaning like I don't have any like sugar in here. I have no problem resisting alcohol. That's not my problem, but sugar, like we don't have sugar in the house. I have a very robust home gym uh, in my house. Like my environment, it makes it very easy for me to accomplish my goals. It's not like I have like, you know, Domino's Sinistics hanging out everywhere because willpower is a finite resource. So if your environment reflects who you want to become, then you don't need willpower and it starts to become automatic. You're around a peer group of people who will automatically believe in you. And that takes work. But, you know, uh, belief alone is very hard to maintain. You have an event coming up July 12th through 15th in Orlando, Florida that is really taking a lot of the concepts that we've discussed today and bringing it to life in a powerful, immersive four-day way. There's going to be four days of mentorship. There's going to be a structure and an implementation system to do your own trauma hacking. There's going to be an amazing community of supportive people who are there because they value what you value and believe what you believe. Tell me a little bit about Claim Your Power Live and why... Everybody listening right now should, <laughs> should make that commitment and come. Jo- I'll be there too. So I would love for Get everybody it. listening to come join us uh, July 12th through 15th. Well, the first reason is you need to come stay at the hotel, figure out Dan's room number and stalk him and just hang out with Dan. Yeah, it's because like, that's like, that's a prize. Just, just, <laughs> just got to stalk Dan. <laughs> Nothing creepier than that. Claim Your Power Live is a trauma hacking experience. We're going to hack your nervous system. We're going to help you discover that root cause. It's going to be a a real environment of possibility of love and support. You know, we live in a a time today where it sort of seems like there's a lot of division. It's a place where we all come together. Everyone's on the same wavelength. I promise you it's not a cult. It's just a group (laughs) of people who value caring for each other and doing this work and changing their life and actually doing that. And, um, you know, very excited because we've really upgraded the content this year to really not just include the physiological and mindset side of trauma hacking, but also the actual biological side. I spent a lot of time learning about the, the the gut, the microbiome, and how what's happening on the inside really affects how you're feeling long term. So this is going to be some of the, this will be the most up-to-date cutting-edge content uh, that we've ever taught. I mean, we make it better every year, but I'm super jazzed about this. It's an experience. So the book is fantastic. I love the book. The online course and bootcamp is fantastic. I love that too. There's just nothing quite like being in the environment and you know i'm the facilitator so i can only say so much about it i know dan that you've been you know i would just ask you like what is the difference for you between like reading a book and being in an environment about that i mean it's it's just it's night and day well it's implementation at the end of the day, right? Because you can read a book. We've all done this. We pick up a self-help book. You read two chapters, but then life gets in the way. You put the book away for three or four days. You'll pick up where you left off, but by then you've already forgotten the shit that you read in the first three chapters. (laughs) It's the ongoing implementation. You know, I think so many people who listen to this podcast, sometimes it's almost like you're a little in the closet about what you believe. You know, you don't want to be this inspiring, positive person when everybody around you is complaining about politics, complaining about their 
work complaining about why they've been wronged by other people. But you're really in a, in a powerful environment where I, I've never been surrounded by more love than when I go uh. to one of your events with people that will quickly become your tribe moving forward. I mean, I've made lifelong friends from going to Claim Your Power last year. And I know I've shared this story with you that when I got on the plane and left last year in Los <laughs> Angeles when you did the event, I did some journaling and I got really clear about not just what I wanted to accomplish over the next year, because in, it was June last year when we did this in Los Angeles. You know, I was still struggling to build my business. You know, I yeah. had depleted most of my savings. I was going month to month. I think I was just coming off my best month ever, but it was a fraction of what I was making in corporate America. And I had really put my balls out there on the line to my family, to my girlfriend at the time uh, about this vision I wanted to build. But I felt like I wasn't really making the progress. I journaled and just got clear about what I wanted to create after this event. Taking the tools I learned over the four days, the strategies that you shared. And what's funny is the biggest vision that I could imagine for my life at that point. I knew I wanted to start a podcast. I had no idea how to do that. But for me, it was just equaling the money that I made in corporate. If I could just replicate my corporate salary, for me, that was a win. And within eight weeks, I had had my first month in business where I actually out-earned my corporate salary. Amazing. And so if I look at the 12 months since your event uh, at Claim Your Power Live, I've three and a half X my business and I'm on uh. pace this year to make infinitely more than I did in my highest earning year in my old corporate career. Dude, that's so good. So that's awesome, man. I mean, I oh, so believe so in the process. I so believe in you and what you teach. I believe in the systems that you put in place. And I know what it's done in my life. And there would be nothing in the world that would light me up more than if people who have found value in this podcast and been listening and been with me here for the past six or seven months, if they came to Orlando and, and came and hung out, I know I'd love to meet my listeners. I would love to bring them into your world and just oh, man, let them experience awesome. the benefits of of what is really possible for their life. Well, that means the world to me. And, you know, you've been doing a, an incredible job, dude. And watching you grow and expand has just been incredible. It's cool to see you doing your thing. And I know that you're just getting started. So I really appreciate that. And, you know, that's why I do what I do because at the end of the day, everything that we do is about reach one, teach one. That's really my goal. And like what you're doing and how you're spreading the message and how you're helping change lives, you know, it just, it's just awesome. So that just gets me super jazzed. So I appreciate that, man. And also, you know, I, um, I know that we had talked about this before. So what we did is there's usually like a, a general admission ticket, usually about 250 bucks for Claim Your Power Live. So for the Life Amplified listeners, we have a special little um, offer. So it's only $95 to come. And all you got to do is come to mastonkip.com forward slash Dan, D-A-N. These guys own link. Wow. Masterkit.com slash Dan. And uh, come on over and you can get tickets to Claim Your Power Live for uh, just 95 bucks. Typically, it's 250 for the general admission stuff. So we'd love to do that as a shout out. A thank you to you, Dan. And uh, also as a, as a help for your listeners to say, you know what? Dan's the man. And we want to hook you guys up. So yeah, just Masterkit.com slash Dan is the link. And I want to stress to people, I mean, this is four days of deep dive, immersive personal training that you're getting for less than $100. So it is an unbelievable opportunity, not just for all my listeners in Florida. If you're listening from out of the area, I mean, last year, that's what I did. I was living in Florida at the time, and I was so scared to even invest the money in the airfare and the hotel to fly cross country to do that event for four or five days. And I look 
in hindsight, uh, what that short-term investment has led to in my life, not just financially, but in my own growth, my own self-respect, my personal relationships. I can't even put a value on, on oh, what it was I got out of that. So mastonkip.com slash Dan. You can take advantage of that offer right now. Claim Your Power Live will be in Orlando, Florida, July 12th through 15th. You can get all the details at the link and we'll be sure to put it in the show notes. Brother, you know I love you guys. Uh, I love you and Jenna. I, I you, appreciate man. all you've oh, done I appreciate for me. It. I'm proud of all you're doing, dude, and, and stoked to see you soon. And um, thank you so much for having me on today. Really, really, really appreciate it. So if you're sitting on the fence about whether to take advantage of this offer, I got to tell you, Claim Your Power Live, a transformative event, not just about your personal growth. There's an entire day where they teach deep dive relationship training. This is an amazing event that you can bring your partner to. You can grow together. And I can't wait to meet you and shake your hand and say thanks for listening to the podcast. Once again, you can get those tickets for $95, a four day event. For $95, Mastin totally taking care of my listeners on this. Go to mastinkip.com slash Dan, and we'll get you hooked up on that. Don't forget, I'm doing a big webinar Sunday, May 20th to help you discover your purpose and make it your paycheck. If you want to sign up for that complimentary training, you can get info on that at my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. And until next time, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can get out there and live life amplified. I love you for listening. We'll talk next week.